Oh my god. What'd you do? We shot we, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? You're, you're at the top of your head. What happened to it? I don't know. It's like a different color than your beard. What? Drastically different it is? color. No. Yeah. Huh? Do you need a mirror? No, I'm good. I, I, I actually I, I like it. I do. I decided to go blonde. I hear blondes have more fun. Are you having more fun since you went blonde no. a day ago? No. <laughs> Maybe. Well, we just did a recorded a great episode of Wanda Vision. I had, had to have been fun. I had so much fun on that episode. So you know what? Checks this episode? out. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. Blondes have more fun. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Average Joe Comic Show. We are your hosts. I am Blonde Benners. And I'm still Just normal hair-colored Beegers. Regular old Beegers. <laughs> See? Having more fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're having too much fun. Too much fun Benners over in that corner. Too much fun Blonde Benners in that corner. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We are uh, a podcast duo, Benners and Beegers. We've been best friends for the better part of 15 years. I do this every once in a while. I let you guys know how this show works. We were only 17, that. 15 it's years ago. It's almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it's almost I think it, Yeah, 20 years this fall. Yeah, we're all <laughs> 20 years. Young, blonde, me, trying to have more fun. Um, but yeah, we're a comic book podcast, guys. We like to talk about comic books, TV shows, movies. Um, average Joe comes from the fact that we don't consider ourselves experts. We just like to have a fun time and discuss our opinions. Uh, and opinions are always subject to change and be different for every single person that encounters them. And, and, and also think, your opinions can change. Yeah. And also everybody's entitled to their wrong opinions too. As long as their opinions. Yeah. Especially Beezers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, if this is your first time here, welcome in. Uh, this episode is episode 106 for us. 106 episodes. So we have a big catalog for you if you're new here. We hope you check it out. If you like reading comic books or watching movies, you can go back and check out some of our other stuff. But this week we are discussing WandaVision, Disney Plus, MCU, Marvel, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, oh, Catherine Hahn. So good. But we're not going to go to that just yet. We got a couple things for you. First off, we have everybody's favorite segment on this show. What is Beecher's? Wearing in comic book attire. Beedgers likes to wear a lot of comic book clothing, and he's got some in fun on for us today, I'm assuming. So, Beedgers, what do you got on? I'm going to give you a nice description this week, unlike last week. I got my Spidey socks where they kind of look like Spider-Man's booties. Yeah, they do look like his booties, yeah. But also, it just looks like it's an armless, legless, just torso Spider-Man on the ankle of the sock. That's definitely what it is. It's somewhere between those two. It's absolutely his upper torso. (laughs) But yeah, blue sock. With the red kind of spider action. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's just on the outside of the sock. Or inside because socks are ambidextrous. Whatever the proper word is. I don't know. You can wear them on either foot. <laughs> you would. <laughs> uh, but I believe that they should be on the outside and not the inside. Yeah, that way a, people can actually Looks see like it. you got some aliens on your shirt. It's an X-Files shirt. It's an X-Files. Is that E.T.? No, it's an X-Files shirt. I'm, I'm a nerd. All right? Absolutely. I, it doesn't have to be exclusive to comic books. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. That was a great segment. I had fun because I'm blonde and I'm always having fun now. Moving on. You're really going to chase me out of your place very quickly. Absolutely. You've been here for a while already. Uh, We got a couple pieces of comic book and nerd news for you guys. Beaters, what do we got first? Um, First thing, way to go HBO Max and leaking the first hour of the Snyder Cut. Bravo to you. Classic. Everything that can go wrong with this 
has gone wrong. So for those of you who are unaware, there were multiple people who, when they tried to go watch Tom and Jerry on HBO Max, instead got the beginning of the Snyder Cut. The first quarter, because the movie is four hours long. It has since been fixed, so don't go and try and see if your HBO Max is glitching out and try to watch the first hour. It's interesting to know that like that's how their systems work on the back end, that we're not getting it for another week, and it was already loaded up. Yeah, it's already done. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's, it's dumb, but system. it's like in their system. They're just like waiting to hit play. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm sure that's how they all work. Terrible planning on their part, by the way, because WandaVision ended this past Friday and Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a week from this Friday. It should have released this. It should have been this week. It should have been this week and not con- not contended with. Yeah. Now it comes out next Thursday and the day next day is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And it's a four-hour movie, so it's not like you're just going to sit there for two hours. You're sitting there for four hours. That's a long time to sit no, and watch no, a single thing. No, it's not. Yeah, this is coming from two guys who watched all of Lord of the Rings in a day. I already did it again this year, too. <laughs> so speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> four hours is a cakewalk for me these days. Um, all right, moving on. Um, the other piece of news I got here is Indira Varma um, from the... From Game of Thrones. Yes, Alaria Sands. Um, has been cast for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney Plus, coming to Disney Plus. Now, so now we have both her and Pedro Pascal in the Star Wars universe. Yes, 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 yes. Indira is stunningly beautiful. Yes. A great actress. Yes. Uh, you have no idea who this is, but I'm just going to give a quick shout out and uh, guess a theory of Satine. That's going to be my guess. I think she might be Satine. Beedrus is just starting to make his way through Clone Wars, so he's not privy to who Satine is yet. Sorry. But you will meet her at some point. Um, but I know that's a heavy fan theory. We will see what happens along the way. But that's it for the news, I believe, right? That is it. That's all, all I right. got. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get you guys into the episode now. Uh, again, we're going to be discussing WandaVision. Um, you know. For like an hour and a half. Something, so enjoy the ride. Something like that. Shout out to Jack Schaefer, the show creator, and Matt Shackman, the director. All nine episodes. All nine episodes. Fantastic. We hope you enjoy it. Um, follow us on our social media, Average Joe Comic Show on Facebook, at AJCS Pod. Again, that's at AJCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a like, give us a follow. Keep up with our episodes. Subscribe whatever platform you are listening to this on. However you found us, you can keep up with the episodes as they come out. Beechers, did I miss anything? You got it all. All right. So here's your chance to be entertained and take a quick break with the intro song. It's the average job. Great power comes great responsibility. Woo! Superhero landing. I am Hey, Beegers. What up, Benners? Nothing. I'm just super excited for this episode because we're going to talk about WandaVision for an unknown amount of time. 
Yep. We have that is what is about to happen. We we just want to get let you guys know we have no notes on our outline for today. All we have are a couple things for you guys. This is episode one oh six. We are talking about Marvel Disney Plus WandaVision from Jack Schaefer. That's the creator of the show. She did a fantastic job. She did. And very interesting to find out today. One director throughout, Matt Shackman. Which is you very rarely see that with TV shows. Yeah, almost, very rarely. You almost always see a different director for each episode. Um, the only thing I can think of was uh, I, uh, Mr. Robot season one, no, season one or two. It had a single director. Throughout it was the, the creator of the show. Also directed every episode. May have, he may have done the whole series. I stopped watching after season two, so that's the extent of my knowledge on that. But shout out to to Jeff and Schaefer think, and Matt Shackman. I think first season of Walking Dead. Frank Darabont directed all the episodes. And a fantastic season it was. Yeah, until he's like, peace. <laughs> um, so yeah, WandaVision, obviously 2021. Um, Much anticipated and did not let down. <laughs> spoiler warning. This is probably the most, one of the most relevant spoiler warnings we've ever given on this show. When we do movies. Yeah. This one's pretty big though. Cause yeah. this, this is, this show is, Number one in the world right now. Good. Rightfully so. Um, so here's your spoiler warning. If you have not watched WandaVision on Disney Plus, if you don't have Disney Plus, I'm not going to tell you how to get it, but there are ways to get it. <laughs> Figure it out, bud. It's 2021. <laughs> and do it now. Lock it in the annual price. I think their prices are going up. Yeah, it's going like up. by the end of the month. It's going up a dollar. I got the email. Um, even though I have a free year. I think I'm still under my free year. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Stop the podcast. Watch the freaking show. Come back and join us. It'll be worth your time. We're going to we're going to talk about every literally everything and it's going to be great cuz it's like kind of been built up for the last month because we've been doing wanda and vision comics and all we've wanted to do is talk about the episodes in the show. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. And we've even in our conversations off not on air like off air oh my god like we still have been like holding back because we're like we need to save it <laughs> save it for the podcast next month <laughs> like so uh here's your spoiler warning countdown um this is it guys this is your last warning get out go watch come back three two one people die sort of i don't actually I don't know if anyone dies. Any human. Bum, bum, bum. But, okay. All right. I want to start off with something here. Go ahead. We're we're off the cuff today. So so I was reading this this, um, satirical article about the show. And it's, it's pretty relevant to a lot of fans' conversations around the show. And... It's interesting how much I don't remember a show be like having this level of fan theories like thrown out there and then none yeah. of them really coming to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not upset that they didn't come to fruition. I'm fine with that. It's just interesting that you know, it was so built up, but basically bottom line of this like article I was reading is that we need to remember that we need to enjoy the story that's happening in front of us. Yep. And not be like, oh, what's this going to lead to? 
in that. It's like, yeah. oh, are we going to get Mephisto here so that we can see him in that movie? Yeah. Oh, when's our Doctor Strange cameo going to come for... Because yeah. we know this ties into Doctor Strange too. We like, got... those type of... Thing. Even, like, the engineer was, like, a huge... Like, so many people talked about the engineer. So, episode seven made me realize exactly that. I think you remember me saying it to you when we talked about it. There's six weeks... For those of you who know me personally, actually, for those of you who don't know me personally, I am notorious for having the worst sleep schedule known to man. For the last nine weeks, if it was Thursday, it meant that at three in the morning, Friday morning, Thursday night, I was going to watch WandaVision. That's what that meant. And I was going to stay up and watch it and then attempt to go to sleep (laughs) Somewhere between the hours of 3.30 and 4 a.m. I always failed at that because I would just dive into Wikipedia and TikTok and Instagram and Twitter looking to see what people were talking about. What did they pick up on the episode? What did I pick up on the episode? Did they see that? Are they thinking the same thing as me? And it took me until... So episode... we're, we're gonna We'll go through the episodes, but episode six was the Halloween episode, which in my opinion... Might have been the best episode in the series um, and I, had so many implications and Easter eggs that my mind was racing. And then episode seven felt like such a letdown because nothing really came of it until the finale of that episode. And I I just I had to reassess how I felt. I, I realized exactly what that article said. People were texting me. Outside of you, obviously, because you, Beatrice is really good at doing that. You're really good at just being like, look, whatever happens, happens. I'll be fine with it. It's because you're a sociopath. <laughs> I <laughs> have no emotions. You're void of emotions, um, except for the occasional giggle. Um, I can only laugh. Yeah, that's it. Um, but they were like, well, what about, what about this thing that we were talking about three weeks ago? Think that's going to happen. And I was like, you know what? I've officially checked out on guessing. And attempting, I have my ideas, I have my theories, I have my hopes and wishes, but at this point, I've just loved the story that they gave us, and I can't wait to see how they want to end it. You read an article, I saw a video where someone said, it does not matter what we think is going to happen, the show has been written and filmed and edited for production, we're going to get what they want to give us. Nothing that you say or think will change that. Right. So just accept it and be ready for it. It's, it's true. And I think one of the, the biggest things to, to take from that is just take the story as it is. We yeah. don't need to put more into it. They're already telling a great story. And th- that's what Disney and Marvel did right here with WandaVision. They told a fantastic story. Fantastic. We didn't need... All those other fan theories were pulling everything in different directions. We didn't need it. It didn't. It didn't. The fan theories added nothing to the story that they were telling. And I almost wish I didn't get like there was a point where I I got wrapped up in some of the fan theories and was reading about stuff. I almost wish I didn't do that. I yep. feel like I would have enjoyed it even more. Even though I know we both really really enjoyed the show and it yeah. was fantastic and really well done. Absolutely. Um, and the other thing I want to mention here is that you know. This is a very different take on superheroes. Yeah. It was not built around like these big action scenes. Yes, we do get those at the end. Of course, you can't have superheroes and not have some sort of 
huge action fight scenes out Catherine Hahn Elizabeth Olsen yes (laughs) um but like it was it's it wasn't about that it was about a character who we all have known for years now dealing with grief grief and horrific events that happened in her life and trauma to us in the MCU timeline, it's five years since it happened, but she was snapped away. It's only been a, a couple of weeks Damn. that she's really been able to deal with this. If you lo- lost your partner, you wouldn't be over it in two weeks. So that's the perfect spot to transition. Let, let, let's just dive into it right there. Timeline. So WandaVision takes place three weeks after the snap. After Tony's snap. After Tony's snap. Every, Tony and the Hulk. Yes. Yes. The Hulk is the, the Hulk, Hulk brings everybody everyone back. back. Tony wipes out Thanos. Yes. So let's remember in Infinity War, Vision dies. He is twice. Mo- yes, twice. Right in front of her face. She kills him she the first kill, time. Yeah, she kills him the first time. And then she it gets snapped. She returns in Endgame and says, You took everything from me to Thanos. And Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. That right there, that line, and her literally about to kill Thanos just by crushing him with his own armor should have been enough for us all to be like, she's unhinged. But it wasn't because Marvel never really gave us this idea that we were going to get Scarlet Witch Wanda Maximoff yet. We didn't know that. Also, just a random thing here. I had no idea up until... That she was episode called. eight that they had never referred to her as Scarlet Witch. I didn't either. I never picked up on that. 20th Century Fox owned it. Oh, because yeah. of because of X Men. Yep, I didn't know that either. Oh, I so now that makes sense why they finally. So used when the, the show term. started, I I found out that they had never used Scarlet Witch to, to title her that, but it wasn't until like two or three weeks ago that I found out why, and it's because 20th Century Fox owned the title along with Mutants, right. Got it. All right. So back to what you were saying. Yes. Sorry. Um, My little interlude. No, you're good. You're good. So, so like, yeah, but it, it, it was just picking up off, piggybacking off what you were saying, like this grief, this trauma of losing him. And if, and if you think that the events of WandaVision happened just because she lost Vision, that's not it at all. And we get that in episode eight of WandaVision. Right. When we get these flashbacks of her entire life. And it's really just fantastic. It reminds you, like, we knew this. We love the MCU. So even let's just stick to the MCU, not to the comics storyline. We know that she's dealt with grief and trauma throughout her entire life. We knew that she lost her parents at a young age. We knew that she was... Bombing from Stark Industries. Right. We knew that she was more or less raised in a Hydra lab with Pietro. Like, the two of them were. Like... We know she lost her brother. Right. We know that Pietro dies. Yep. Like, we know the Vision dies and that right. she kills him. Like, we so, know all this stuff. Right. You know what the most interesting thing about Vision dying twice t- to me is? I-, I can't remember the scene in my head, and I could be wrong about this, but the way I remember it, Thanos knocks her out before he does the Time Stone thing and then kills Vision again. I don't know if she ever sees Thanos kill Vision. 
So or she just wakes. I thought she did see him. Maybe do it. maybe she does. I, I don't remember. I thought she saw him pull the stone out. Maybe she does. I don't remember. But part of me in my head has this vi- has a vision. No pun intended. In my head, <laughs> visual. Uh, yeah, visual in my head where she she gets knocked out and like maybe maybe she only remembers her being the one that kills Vision. Now, really quick on the parallels here for a comic book, House of M and Disassembled. This this show for me, one hundred percent, was Wanda's House of M, without without the finale, right? For sure, and without the Avengers team up, right? But I, I don't, I, yeah. This is so we were talking about something before we hit record today, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what I was saying to you before. I think you're gonna, you'll agree with this because this also pertains to what we were just talking about, where we made all these fan theories and everything. Marvel doesn't do that. Marvel doesn't... Yes, they said the engineer. The same way that in Captain America Winter Soldier on the roof, you heard the agent say, Dr. Stephen Strange. You know? And it, it, it teases somebody to come in the future. They're not coming in the next scene. They're not coming in the next episode. When Marvel wants to give you something, they give it to you. Right. Think about Infinity War. You you didn't get Jeremy Renner in the trailer. He wasn't in the movie. For Endgame, not only was he in the movie, in the trailer, you saw him as Ronan. They were like, hey, look who's here. It's Ronan. Like, here's your fan service. You don't need to know more about that. When they want to give you fan service, they give you fan service. This was not building up to a House of M storyline. This was not showing that she's capable of a House of M storyline. This was the MCU's House of M. This was Wanda altering reality around her and the consequences of it and the fallout of it. That's what this was. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's it's something that like I feel like a lot of people were thinking but it, you have to say it out loud to understand. Because the whole time I was I was talking to, my, to people who don't read comics about like the implications of the show, it was like it's leading up to a House of M event. It wasn't leading up to it. It was it. Right. That's what this was. It's right. This, it's it's. I mean, you, if you get to the end, it leads up to an event, but not the House of M event. It's yeah. what's going to happen in the MCU. It's leading up to more. It, more deeper investigation into what the multiverse is. I think I, I think the reason that we all thought that it was going to lead to a House of M event, though, in the end, was because 20th Century Fox was acquired by Disney. We're getting mutants. Wanda says no more mutants in House of M. Maybe she was going to say more mutants when she found out that she was a mutant, or if she found out she was a mutant. We got Evan Peters. Like... That's the see. That's that's why everyone played leapfrog with this show. Right? They 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 like threw it at us. They were yeah. like, "Here's Evan Peters. Here's House of M. We just bought the mutants. Like, <laughs> what do you want?" <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Do you think? Um. So like, yes, this does indicate that she is a mutant, but they never they never once say that she is. So they could still go down the path that that Wanda or Scarlet Witch is not a mutant. She just has these witchcraft powers that were enhanced by the Mind Stone. So I'm so happy you asked that question because I think it's still suppressed. In episode eight, when she goes through her past with Agatha, 
when she's a child and the Stark bomb right. shows up and she puts her hand out, Agatha Agatha goes, "What'd you do? What'd you do?" She goes. I, I, I didn't the, do anything. The bomb didn't go off. Yeah, and Agatha's like, no, you put a um, probability hex on it. Did she, though? I so, so, yeah, that's like, does she have innate witch powers? Are those innate witch powers because she's a mutant? Or does she have mutant powers that other witches see yeah, as are witchcraft? They, are, they dormant, are they dormant mutant powers or something like that? Uh, I'm The reason we have to talk about this is because... The mutants are coming to the MCU. How are they going to come to the MCU? And the importance of Wanda to the mutants. I mean, the connection, the level of connection between Wanda and the mutants is just massive. It's it's extremely important. Wanda is the daughter of Magneto, who demands that or seeks the higher race of mutants to rule the world. And mutants and mutates are very different. And that's very important to mutants. Being a mutant versus being a mutate. That is Spider-Man versus Cyclops. Being born with laser eyes as compared to being bit with a spider to get powers. I still believe that Wanda... They may just say that being a witch makes you a mutant. They may just say that. Right. Whereas in the... Or you had those innate witch powers and weren't ever trained because you're a mutant. Right. In the comics, and we talked about this last month, Wanda is both a mutant and a witch, right. which makes her insanely powerful. Right. I have a feeling that Marvel's just going to say that being born with powers qualifies you as a mutant, and you were born a witch with powers, so you're a mutant witch. Right. I think that's where Marvel's right. going to go with it. And it just so happens that the Mind Stone helped enhance those powers. I think the Mind Stone helped unlock... The Scarlet Witch. She was born a witch, but it helped unlock her heritage of the Scarlet Witch. Also, one thing I gotta say, I haven't, I don't like that people kept saying that it was Wanda in the future in the Mind Stone seeing her child self unlocking it. I wanted to be her mother. I I really thought that was her mother. I thought that was her heritage. It could have yeah. been. It, I thought I didn't. I didn't think it was. Her. I just thought it was, I a, thought Scarlet it was a Scarlet Witch. Yeah, just the Scarlet Witch being taking right. her over. But that could, yeah, yeah, it could be. That's what I saw. That's as. what. Same here. Yeah, I didn't necessarily see that and be like, oh, it's her seeing herself. Yes, and like being like, hey, this is what you're destined to do. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. That's what a lot of people were kind of speculating it to be, and I was like, I did not see that that way. I just thought that as the the, the entity. Right. The being. Right. The cosmic power that right. is. The, that existed in her and is being unlocked by, it, by the Mind Stone. Call it the Phoenix Force, but the Scarlet Witch Force. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Taking her over. Um, Let's let's run through. Let's, let's, slow, let's slow down a little bit because I'm like starting to sweat. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the first few episodes. Let's, let's, let's go what through. What brilliant television yeah. to start with. And, you know. Screw anyone who says otherwise. I was just about to say, shout out to all the haters who were like, I don't want to watch like a 1950s sitcom with Wanda. And it's like the show, the show as a whole would not have been as good without that, those like that type of storytelling at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Not. And, and the way they tied the, it all together. Yeah. You get the payoff in episode eight. Yep. When you see that she's a huge sitcom fan, you get double payoff. Cause you get a payoff in episode four too. So, yeah. so episodes one through three, 
we run through the 50s, 60s, and 70s of television. Yeah, so we get Dick Van Dyke, we get Bewitched, we get I Dream, uh, a, Genie, Dream, a, I Dream a Genie, and Brady um, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And like apparently, I read I was reading an article before it. Yeah, like, it was like Partridge Family and the Mary Tyler Moore Show and stuff was apparently referenced in that as well. But like we we know the heaviest the heaviest undertone for me of anything was Brady Bunch because I the house the staircase yeah. was just so I was like that's the Brady Bunch house I know that staircase I've seen Marsha 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 run down that staircase before, um, and even yeah this intro with like the I think oh, by the way. Really, really fun fact. That WandaVision in- intro was the squares of the Brady Bunch, but it but was hexagons. hexagons. That's, that's, that was clever. I, I think the one that hit hardest for me was the Bewitched I Dream of Genie episode. Just because like, it's so like on point with who you're dealing with, with the Scarlet Witch and magic. And yes. like those shows took a sitcom approach to witchcraft and magic. So Absolutely. Uh, it it's it was fun for 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 non comic book readers and people who don't understand Wanda's ability to alter reality. I can understand confusion to the point of frustration of being like, why why should I care about this? But what I kept telling people, and I'm glad that a lot of people stuck with it, was like, do you trust Marvel? Right? Yeah. Like, have you ever had a friend in a dire situation and you were like, have I ever given you reason not to trust me? Like, I I was like. Has I literally said to one of my friends, I was like, has Marvel ever given you a reason not to trust them? He was like, no. I was <laughs> like, okay, then shut up and watch the show. <laughs> I promise it's going to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, even still, even in the first episode with the dinner with his boss and his wife, like, things got really dark and you noticed that something was up. Like, you got, you got that payoff almost immediately with... Um, but Deborah Jo Rupp from That 70s Show. Love her. Fantastic. The mother in That 70s Show. Excuse me. Um, with the husband and Vision's boss, like, choking on his meal. And her, tell, her like, smiling and laughing. I want to stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Make it stop. And then Vision, you know, uh, phasing his hand and taking right. the food out of his throat. I mean, like, that got dark. Really fast, you're like, oh, okay, this is uh, this is interesting for sure. Let's see where this goes. But then, yeah, again, we're talking about payoff. We got two payoffs. We got the payoff for the first three episodes came in episode four and in episode eight. In episode four, I mean, <laughs> Darcy, Darcy and Jimmy Woo on the scene. Shout out to the most meta moment in Marvel history with Jimmy Woo and the card flip from Ant Man, which I would have never picked up on if you didn't send me. The clip. The, the clip. Oh, my God. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, in Ant-Man, I think it's Ant-Man 2, when Scott Lang's on lockdown, he, like, throws Jimmy Woo off his trail by doing magic tricks. And he does, like, a card disappear and, and flip trick. And Jimmy Woo goes up to him later in the movie, and he's like, how'd you do it, Scott? The card trick. And so, apparently, he teaches him because when we first see Jimmy Woo, he does the card trick. Yeah. It's just so meta. It's so good. <laughs> It was really good. And in an interview, Jimmy, um, Randall, what's his name? Randall Park? Yeah, Randall Park. Yeah, Randall Park talked about like how much he absolutely loved that fans like were so happy about that <laughs> part. He was like, I think I learned it in like a day. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it did not take me five years. Yeah, it didn't take me five years to learn that. But shout out to Jimmy Woo for, for really grinding out that magic, that yeah. magic trick. 
Um, but yeah, we get we get that payoff. We you know we meet Hayward. We get Monica Rambo. Yeah, Monica Rambo. Who? What a because she we see her as a child in Captain. Well, Marvel. we see her as a child in Captain Marvel, but we see this character Geraldine in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wanda's world. Mm-hmm. Um, in Wanda's hex. Yes. And the payoff as to who she actually is is so good. Yeah. And like, and then how they show how she gets her powers in this show, like because of the hex and like traveling through it three times. It's like, what a great way to introduce a new hero. So I'm going to eat my words from earlier in the episode here. Marvel does and doesn't give us what we want straight up. (laughs) Because in Captain Marvel, we met little Monica Rambo. Yeah, Lieutenant Trouble. Yeah, Lieutenant <laughs> Trouble. And like, I remember after that movie seeing the fan theories online, they were like, oh my God, that means we have to get grown up Monica Rambo later. It's going to be Photon, right? And I was like, I kind of ignored it. I was like, oh, you don't know if we're going to get that or not. And we did. We got Photon. Or, or Spectrum. But, Monica Rambo yeah. in superhero form. We don't know what she's going by. But then again... <laughs> Maybe we did get exactly what they put in front of us. They gave us Monica Rambo as a child in... Yeah. It's not like they brought in some new character that never existed beforehand yeah. or that we know is coming down the line and just introducing them as a brand new hero here. It's some. It's a character who's already been developed in this universe. Speaking of, what's up with her in Captain Marvel? There's some beef. There is some beef. She's upset. Yeah. They're, not talk- they're clearly not on talking terms. No. So, so something is definitely up. And she's supposed to be in Captain Marvel 2. Ooh. Is Captain Marvel 2 going to take place? Modern day. But like post-Thanos snap modern day? Yeah. Interesting. So we're not going to get any more Maria Rambo. I mean. Outside of flashbacks, maybe. Who? I mean, Marvel can jump back. Like it doesn't just because Captain Marvel 2 is coming out doesn't mean that we can't have maria rambo back in some other movie that takes place in the past like even scarlet witch that's coming out soon hopefully um that takes place in the past relative to where we are yes which also guys if you have if you've watched wandavision and you're a marvel universe fan and you skipped captain marvel because you let internet trolls deter you away from it because they're mad about brie larson being a superhero Ignore them and please go watch it. You, it may not be your favorite Marvel movie. I actually really liked Captain Marvel. I like it too. I personally don't like Brie Larson casting of Captain Marvel. Only not because I don't think she's a good actress, and not because I don't like Brie Larson. I just think that Carol Danvers, in my mind, is like six feet tall, <laughs> and like I don't know, <laughs> like. Brie Larson's not, <laughs> you know, like I imagine Carol Danvers going toe to toe with like Thor. I think I my guess. biggest issue with Captain Marvel was just that um, you didn't get enough of of Carol Danvers' actual personality. Like we know yeah. in the comics, she's she's a nerd. Yeah, like, she's a huge Star Wars fan, but she's a tough sob too. Yeah, she's yeah. A, she is tough. Yeah, I am scared of. And, I'm I'm scared of Captain and, Marvel. Like, a big big part of her storyline is that she's military like she's yeah. committed to whatever cause it is yeah um and don't get me wrong i enjoyed captain marvel i just you know there was still like uh, there were a few things that could have made it better but Absolutely. you know it's i'm not I'm not going to complain about the existence of this movie and I, I would go back and watch it again for sure i yeah 
but but one of the things that people complain about is like it's the same thing with Ray in Star Wars is the Mary Sue thing. But like uh, she's too powerful. No, Captain Marvel is 1000% that powerful. Yeah. That's like kind of her thing is being that powerful. I'm totally fine with that. I had zero issue with it. If anything, they could have made her a little bit more powerful. <laughs> I I was actually I was kind of worried that they that they made her too powerful that she was going to take up too much screen time in Endgame. And I actually thought she had the perfect amount of screen time in Endgame. Yeah. People were like, oh, she just shows up and destroys the ship in Endgame. I was like, but no, like, that was perfect. That was yeah. actually exactly... She didn't take away all these heroes that we've been with for 10 years. Yeah. And she didn't overshadow them at all. She came in, did something super OP, did not save the day, but helped win the day. And then we all moved on with our lives. Yeah, exactly. Like, off track. We're tangenting here because we don't have notes today. <laughs> It's important to watch because you learn about the scrolls and the scrolls and Maria Rambo have history and the scrolls are now going to be a major part of the MCU. Right. Because yeah. of the extra Where do we go scene. from there? <laughs> well, do we want to talk about scrolls or do we, I, I, I actually I want to no, we're going to talk I, about I don't scrolls. want to talk. Yeah, sure. We're going to talk about scrolls. We're going to come back to 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 my favorite part of the show. Yeah. My favorite character. Um So the extra credit scene is is a scroll. Yeah, a scroll which we've now gotten in the last MCU piece that we had, which was Spy- was, far, was far Spider-Man really far from home the last time we got something in the MCU? Yes. Wow. I want I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull it up in a few minutes, but we also need to remember when these things were supposed to be released. Right. 2020 COVID, the pandemic changed when every this show was supposed to come out in like September or something. Yeah, I think so. I don't Things were supposed to be very... We were supposed to be getting Doctor Strange right now. Yeah. Instead, we're getting Doctor February, Strange a year yeah. from now. So, everything got pushed back. Everything got turned around. Yeah, and some stuff times. got shuffled around as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we got... Th- so, at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, we get the reveal that yeah, it's Talos, who is Nick Fury the whole wife. time. Yeah, and his wife. They're Nick Fury the whole time. The speculation that there were scrolls within WandaVision had been going on the whole time. Um, but technically there weren't scrolls in, until the last episode. Yeah. The, I mean, because yeah. that character was not in the show prior to that to that moment. I um, I had a moment where I, I, I still believe it, even though it wasn't revealed, but the team that delivered the engineer's rover, I think that they were scrolls because... Um, I think her name is Lieutenant Goodwin in the show. Yeah, when she hands her the keys to the to the car, she's like, uh, "Your mother wasn't the only one we had loyalties to, or something." She says this like weird line about loyalties, and and like gives her a look, and Monica's like, "Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Huh? Um, Does it work? <laughs> it's like absolutely." Like a, a nudge. I do remember the line. I know. Yeah, I remember it's what it's a nudge of scrolls. I was I, I was under the impression that that whole team was scrolls, <laughs> and like that once she went through, they were going to reveal themselves to Jimmy Woo, and there was going to be like a great alien Jimmy Woo moment, and you'd be like, whoa, because <laughs> like, Randall Park's just fantastic. But that's not what happened. I still do believe that members of that team were definitely scrolls. But we get the scroll reveal at the end. I'm going to say disappointed, for one reason only. I think 
that it should have been Talos. I would have actually really liked for it to have been Ben Mendelsohn as himself, just to like in the extra credit scene, so I could sit there and be like, he's going to reveal that he's Talos. Oh my God. Cause she doesn't know what but Ben But this might be going on at the same time as Far From, as the Far From Home events. It's before it. It's, it's, it. Well, far, far From, from Home, home is three months three after. Months this after. Is three so weeks after. Before, yeah. So like, I just, I was like, oh, it's going to be, like, I really, was it? I wanted it to be Talos because she knew Talos. Talos knew but her. Was it the kid? I don't know if it was the kid. I don't know if it was his. I, it was not his wife. No, it wasn't his wife. But like, they didn't. They didn't acknowledge that relationship that they had when, like, it was. No. Just, it was just a scroll saying, like, uh, "Yeah, I've been working with your mother," or like, "Your your mother is." It has... was. It was a reference that like someone knows what's going on and is impressed. I actually took that as Nick Fury knows because he's on the space station. We know he's right. up there, not. Not necessarily Talos. Not Talos. Could also have been Captain Marvel that she's re- referring to. Could be. I, I don't know. I, we don't I, know. I think that's I speculation. Think, I don't know. To me, like that speculation, it's. I feel much stronger that it being Nick Fury or Captain Marvel than it being Talos. Yeah, definitely. Who sent? Who sent the scroll? But she does know Talos. She does know Talos. You know, but just part of me really would have rather it had been Talos and him have like a classic Talos like. <laughs> It's me. It's been me all along. It's been me. How you doing? Good job. Good job. Yeah. And then like it ends right there or something like, or, like he wants to talk to you. And then it ends. Like that would have been such a great payoff and would have for me tickled my cameo fancy. Right? Right. Like Ben Mendelsohn. I love Ben Mendelsohn. I mean. I think we figured that one he's out. He's got a great name first off. Um. The Mendelssohn part, right? Yeah, yeah, big fan of the Mendelssohn clan. Yeah, no, that's just like I feel like that would have been perfect if if it was him. I'm fine with what we got. Let me reiterate that I'm fine with what we got because it continues to push the narrative of scrolls, which I'm okay with. But I just feel like the back to back of Far From Home and this showing how deeply rooted and seated. Talos is in our society and in our heroes and the scrolls and government and scrolls and everything like that. It would have been great if it was him. Right. Even Which, if it, even if it was Nick, if, if it was him as Nick Fury again, <laughs> like I would have been fine with that too. But I mean, we would have, if we saw Nick Fury, we would have known right away that it was Ben Mendelsohn. That it was Talos. That's okay. I'm totally <laughs> like, There would have not that. been like some like crazy reveal at that point. I don't care. If he walked in, I'd be like, oh, nice. Nick Fury's here. Then he did it. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I forgot. Nick Fury's on a space station. Yeah, it's Talos. What's up, Talos? Again, I just really wanted to see like a funny Ben Mendelsohn <laughs> scroll face. Like, aha, gotcha. I, see, I with all the references to scrolls that we've gotten recently, my theory is that they're going to do something with like a secret invasion of some sort. Feels like but, it's already going on. But at the same time, the scrolls don't seem to be evil. Yeah. So, but it, that doesn't mean anything. Like you can make them not evil. Like Marvel changes, Marvel studios changes stories to fit what they want to tell or you, changes histories to fit what they want to tell. So you can have like Talos and his team, like good scrolls. And there could be another team of scrolls that comes and is right, that like, are evil, evil and yeah. like That's trying to invade say. the planet. Yeah. I was going to say there could be like evil scrolls being like, they don't speak for all of us kind of a thing. Totally. Right. Or there could be Kree's trying to take over right. and the scrolls help 
fight on the good side or the double cross the scrolls have been evil all along yeah talus has just been planting seeds all over yeah, Earth. <laughs> exactly so who knows um there's definitely some kind of secret invasion or secret war or something being something is being developed some kind of galactic cosmic battle is going to be coming up that's going to involve the scrolls either helping or being the enemies or both or yeah or both absolutely that feels like it's getting set up for sure all right Let's, All right, so we, we talked about the first three episodes, like how great it was with the sitcom. Even like, and that carry gets carried through till um, episode seven was the last time they did it. That was yeah. So we had the first three episodes, which were the shows we mentioned. Episode four was, kind of unlocks the reality for us. Episode five was back into the. Well, then we then we get the 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 two parts of the story going on at the same time, which. Uh, where you see what's going on outside the hex and what's going on inside the hex. Um, but you get the, that was the growing pains episode. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when she goes out and actually has her, when she meet, when Wanda meets Hayward, she leaves the hex yes. briefly and she's like, leave, you leave me alone. And I'll leave you alone. That the big standoff there. That was episode. That was five. the Mal- Malcolm in the middle. No, that was six. Malcolm in the Middle was episode six. It was Halloween? Yeah. Oh, yeah, once he's right. already there. Yeah. And then episode five is also when Vision realizes that he that everything around him is not what he thinks it right, is. Right, with Norm. Right, and he unlocks Norm briefly, and he's kind of like, who do I trust, and what's Wanda doing to these people? Um, yeah, and then we get episode six, which is Halloween episode. I think... For me, this is episode six was absolutely my favorite episode. Um, like you get, I love how they use Halloween to bring in the comic book traditional costumes for, for everyone. everyone. Everyone, like the green and yellow cape for, um, for Vision. Vision, the traditional Scarlet Witch like gown the cape quick, thing quicksilver comic outfit quicksilver yeah with the lightning bolt speed getting the same outfit wiccan with his the red cape yeah and the blue shirt and then and the also headband. and like we knew A- agnes wearing a witch costume yes <laughs> and we knew that um you know we we as comic book readers we know who tommy and billy are we know that they're speed and wiccan just in a different incarnation um there's so much to talk about yeah but like sorry getting... i just had a moment where i was like before you went down this path which we're gonna get back to in my head i was like we haven't even talked about hayward or agatha and you just mentioned the kids Whew. okay go ahead so <laughs> just getting them and their power starting to develop mm-hmm. um and it's interesting because like we we really we really get to like understand who these kids are yeah. before then they were just like side characters and whatever. Like, yeah, they had a dog. It was just, they were just pieces to the sitcom. Yeah. And they become something more at this point. Yeah. And it gives you, it, it's another layer of grief that Wanda is now going to have to deal with because she has had to let them go she had to take the hex down right to free all the people but knowing that that means she's sacrificing her version of viz and 
Jump, you're, jump, you're jumping ahead. Hang on. You're jumping ahead here. Slow down. So th- there, there's an important thing to note here, and that's that Wanda's powers are to alter reality, not create something. Right. And you you jumped ahead to the finale there, where in eight, like, we see the kids grow up, right? Or in... I'm sorry, in six. six. Five, five, and five. Five, they yeah, up. they just rapidly right. age. And then in six, we have Halloween and everything like that, and Vision starting to pick up on things. In in eight, it's really revealed how Wanda created Vision. Right. Using the soul stone power that she has within her. Soul stone? Yeah. Or mind stone. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, mind stone. mind stone. Mind stone. Mind stone. Um, It's not answered how she created the children, but that kind of answers that question. Right. And then as in the fin- in the finale, as she opens the hex, you see that the hex opening up has the same effect on the children that it had on Vision. When he tried to get out and yes. warn everyone that something in episode was six, happening. Which, which is fantastic continuity. There was a lot of debate as to whether or not the children were going to exist after the show ended and the hex was gone. And the debate was circling around if Mephisto was the villain or not, because in the comic book, the way she makes the children real is she uses his soul shards to keep them alive. More confusing stuff that does not happen. But people were debating whether or not the kids were going to stay regardless after the show, because we are getting... Young Avengers. Right. We know that they're building up to a Young Avengers team. We don't know yeah. who all the members are going to be of the Young Avengers, but it's hard to envision Well, we know, we know a we're getting Young Kate, Avengers team that doesn't include Speed and Wiccan. We know we're getting Kate Bishop. We know we're getting Cassie Lang. We know we're getting... Now we're definitely going to be getting Billy and Tommy. And we know we're getting Miss Marvel. We're getting Miss Marvel. And there's a rumor about a Hulkling getting cast really soon. We know we're getting a Young Avengers movie. So it was like... That was a really... And Ironheart. And Ironheart. Yeah, Riri. Um, and, and, we are, and we are getting Nathaniel... Um, what's his name? Yeah, we're getting Kang the Conqueror. We are getting Kang in, uh, in Ant-Man. So who knows how that'll affect... That'd be great to ha- have him introduced there as super bad. And then... Get him good. When we get Young Avengers, you get Iron Lad and yeah. you find out it's the same person. Could be very interesting. Um, but... We get the kids and something I, something that I, at least I know I debated with a lot of people back and forth throughout the show was like, what's going to happen with the children? And I was like, they, they cannot exist outside of the hex. There's no way. Yeah, and you mentioned this to me. I, we didn't debate it because I agree yeah, with you. Yeah. But. There, was no, there, was, there was no way because she cannot create human beings. Right. She can only alter what's already there. The perfect example was every they, – they threw that in front of your face. When they put things into the hex that came in different and came back out still different, she couldn't create something to give to them outside of the hex. She could only alter what was given to her in the hex. That right. was it. And so, yeah, the, the, the children were not real. Vision was not real. The vision thing threw me for a world. That was probably the best twist, honestly. Like – did you see that coming at all? No, no. The way that vision was created and how that all tied together. The the video footage because Hayward Hayward was really well portrayed as a villain in right. this. It was very obvious that he was. Yeah, well, he he had like ulterior motives. Yeah. By the way, 
worst redemption arc, worst worst story arc in the show is Hayward's by the yeah. end of it. I don't like how I don't like how Hayward's story ended at all with Darcy just like ramming him with an ice cream truck and being like, "Have fun in prison." Like, and I <laughs> love Darcy, big fan. <laughs> um, but. She can't, yeah, she can't create reality. Now, the extra credit scene with the kids, where she hears them calling for her through the dark hold in her head, says that they're still out there. We're going to get the kids back at some point. We will get our Young Avengers storyline, which is fantastic, because Speed and Wiccan are fantastic. But, yeah, I mean... We need our speedster. We don't have Quicksilver. Yeah, we do need our speedster. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. The episode episode six for me, I don't I, I did not sleep that night <laughs> after that episode ended. I I just it was so good, uh, but it also unraveled me. It totally unraveled me because of all the. I mean, quit. You have Quicksilver from the from 21st Century Fox, yeah, and Evan Peters as a speedster, clearly up to no good digging for answers and questioning a lot of things, not really knowing what the right answers to his history are, calling the children demon spawns. They really, yeah. I mean, Marvel Marvel waved it under our noses. They were like, oh, what do you guys think? <laughs> Make your theories. What do you guys think it's going to be? Um, but the... I mean, it's good for them for creating the buzz. It's just like, absolutely. as a fan, don't get too caught up in the buzz. It's so hard not to. I know. It really is. It's really so hard not to. But the bigger payoff really comes in, in episode eight with with Agatha. Shout out. At, at the episode, end of episode seven, we find, we find out that Agnes is Agatha Harkins. Right. Um, a fan favorite theory from episode one. Right. All along. The fact that, <laughs> the fact that fans just saw the name Agnes... And they were like, it's Agatha Harkness, Agnes. They were like, it's obviously her. I was like, you guys are good. <laughs> They're like, really good. Uh, that was a good one. That actually that actually came true. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, Robert Lopez. If you guys don't know who Robert Lopez is, he is a uh, musician, uh, writer. He wrote Avenue Q. He wrote Book of Mormon. He wrote the music for Frozen with his wife. They wrote all of the music for the show, including Agatha all along, which is <laughs> such a great song. That's great. Such a great song. Let's talk about baby girl. Let's talk about Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. I am so in love with that woman. Sorry. She played what? she played <laughs> that She out. played that role so well. She was so good. Oh On my both God. ends of the spectrum, like the aloof next door neighbor all the way down to the super villain, super powerful witch. Yeah. Like she both so ends good. of it, she was so good. She was fantastic. I and I, and and again, something you keep you keep touching on is Marvel is always going to give us their version. Agatha Harkness in the comics is an old, white-haired witch, right? With this like old witch outfit. Catherine Hahn is is ancient in the show. <laughs> She's, been, She's around been around since the sixteen hundreds, at least the Salem witch trials. Yeah, but. But she's still very young and, and right. beautiful and, and Catherine Hahn. I also like that the Salem witch trials weren't people. It was witches. It was witches putting her on trial for summoning dark magic. That she didn't understand. So we're going to come back full circle on something here, by the way. I, I 
I keep saying we have to stop doing it, but another thing that that hinted at like a Mephisto or Nightmare storyline was her Salem witch trial with the other witches about her summoning a darker magic and seeking out him. Didn't they say like him or something? They used some kind of verbiage that I was like, yeah, is she working with Mephisto to become more powerful or Nightmare or something like that? Um, Which made me further think that maybe we're going to get a hint at some kind of a villain, but we didn't. She was the villain. She, she wasn't. The villain. She wasn't the villain. No, not not exactly. Wanda was the villain. Yes, Wanda, Wanda was, was the villain. The, Wanda, Wanda was, was the one who was. That's it. Captured all those people. She just all she. Agatha Catherine Hahn's character was attracted to the magic. Was the foil. She was, was attracted the, to the magic. She just wanted. She just wanted the power. Yeah. She didn't care. She she wasn't there to help Wanda. She wasn't there to stop Wanda. She just wanted the Scarlet Witch's power. She didn't even know she was a Scarlet Witch. She wasn't sure. No, she just knew that she was casting some magical yeah, spell, and she, she was trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, she sensed she sensed powerful magic, and like like a and dog. So she like, moves like, it next door. Yeah, like a hound dog. She sniffed it out, showed up, and was like, "I'm gonna get that power," because she would. She, I mean, I, I'm assuming the most powerful moment in Agatha's life was in the 1600s when she sucked the life force from like eight witches, including her mother. Yeah, you know, I'm sure she's done some crazy things to witches in. The last, I don't know, 200, 400 years, but she sensed this really strong magic and that, that was the only reason she was there. She wasn't there to stop the Hex from existing. She wasn't there to save Westview. She wasn't there to create Westview. She wasn't there on behalf of Hayward, on behalf of Mephisto, on behalf of Nightmare. The villain in the story was Wanda against Wanda, which is... And, do- and is- Hayward. And Hayward, yes. But Hayward creates the Vision versus Vision storyline, which is WandaVision. The show was about WandaVision and seeing double of the two of them. Wanda had to fight Wanda had to face herself, just like Vision had to face himself. Yep, exactly. Whoa. Whoa, we're learning on the fly here. (laughs) I like going off. I I like going off. There's no way I could come back to that. What the, was it the ship of Theseus? Yeah, ship of Theseus, yeah. I just know all, all I know is like both are not the ship, but both are the ship at the same time. Yeah, the, the, the ship of Theseus theory is if I if I give you a car, right, and over the next ten years you replace every single part of that car, you use those parts to cr- use the use the parts you took off and you build a second car. Which car is the original car? Well, technically, they're both the original car. Yeah, and technically, neither is the original car. And technically, car. neither is the original car. And, that's exactly and you what just we get. and then your mind stands in a gridlock, as the two visions did, staring at each other, and then just called it a truce because but, who is the true vision? I, and I love that the end to that is not them beating each other to a pulp. It's yeah, Wanda's vision placing or unlocking. The white memories. vision's memories, yes. so he can remember everything yes. and what it was. And now we have a vision that exists without the Mind Stone. Yes, he's limitless in power. <laughs> he is abs. He's terrifying, and he's kind of emotionless. Shout out! You know what? People are mad about it, but shout out to Paul Bettany. I remember. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was you, one of my friends, or like a TikTok theory that I saw. But 
someone right when the thing came out that I Paul said this to you. it was you so yeah. Paul Bettany was like there's an actor I really wanted to work with my whole life is a great cameo coming up I, I, yeah I guess it was you you were like what if it's just him what if it's just him like and he fights himself or something and I, I was like I don't know maybe. For further credit to Paul Bettany he has brought in he has been in the first TV or film for each phase of the MCU. Yeah, he has Jarvis all the way up to two visions. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to stick around. So that's also another really good thing to note on too that you and I had talked about a lot is like we've killed Vision twice now. Three times? So my 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 thing <laughs> sort of. was, my, my biggest thing was like is the hex vision real? I kept saying that. I didn't think that Wanda didn't steal the body. I thought Wanda stole the body, but I thought that she was just um, she animated. She puppeteering like, yeah, it. I yeah. thought she was just puppeteering. That's it what I life. thought too. Right, at, at least initially. And the reason you think that is because of episode three, the Brady Bunch episode, when you see the hole in his head, when she like kind of right. has her like horror scene moment. So I I believed that she stole the body, but she was just puppeteering it to keep it alive. Um, and I was like, well, but when the hex goes down, we're going to lose Vision again. And I think you said to me, like, you were like, are we really going to kill Vision three times? Like, if they're going to bring Paul Bettany back in, like, he's probably back in for a little bit longer. Well, now we know how. <laughs> yeah. As White Vision. I, I would have liked to have uh, seen where he flew off to, by the way. I would have too, but there's also, it's nice kind of having that mystery to it. Again, I don't want everything, every little thing answered right in front of me all at once because like what's like I want some build up. You need some build up. You need absolutely there's storytelling. Absolutely. Um I want to circle back on on Agatha here for a second. So you you said something before. You said um she wasn't there for the purpose of mentoring Wanda. In the comics, Agatha isn't exactly a villain to Wanda. No. There is at times she has been a villain before, but she was under control of Mephisto, I believe. Yeah, she also has spent time as a hero. Yes. Mostly, she serves as a babysitter to Reed and Sue Richards' kids and as a mentor and guide to Wanda, whether it's alive or as a force ghost. Yes. I'm going to stick with that saying, as a force Five. ghost. What I loved so much about this show is that they made Agatha evil, but she still managed to mentor Wanda the entire time. Yeah. Wanda learned multiple things from her just in that short period of time. The runes are the biggest payoff for sure. Right. But I thought all of episode eight where Agatha's trying to unlock and figure out if she's the Scarlet Witch or not for her own gain throughout that entire process. She's kind of nurturing to her while she's like, she's kind of bullying her like, Ooh, mommy and daddy died. And Ooh, my boyfriend died. And Ooh, my brother, like the whole time she's antagonizing her, but through every stage and every step, she's showing her about why and how she's been powerful her whole life and kind of guiding and mentoring her. And I connected with that on like a serious level. That was one of my favorite parts of the entire show. I was like, she's still mentoring her. She's still doing it. She's showing her the way. And then she tells her who she is. And then she fights with her. And 
And then when Wanda defeats her after the most epic scene of all time, the runes showing up on the hex walls and then her but becoming you, the Scarlet Witch you, in her new costume. You knew that that's what she was doing, right? You, you, no, you, I didn't, didn't pick up on that. Oh, like I, when, as soon as like I saw that she was missing it and you see like red sparks on the hex, I didn't, I turned to Elise. It. I'm like, she's building, she's building the, the runes, the runes. Uh, and Elise is like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, like when they were down in the dungeon, that. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. I knew she was missing. And I was like, is she just like really drained from fighting her and losing her life force? Like what's going on here? And then when it happened, I was like, oh, that's why she was missing. That was sick. <laughs> That that whole shot of the runes in the hex, of them in the sky, and then of her and her new awesome Scarlet Witch outfit. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. awesome Scarlet Witch outfit. Which you can just change into in a snap because she's oh, a Scarlet Witch. Oh, my God. I am at my knees at your mercy, Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> oh, my God. But then you get Agatha when she's like, don't kill me. I can still help you. I can teach you things. And then she says, I expect to. Yes. Or it was like, she's like, expect you you'll, you'll be back. I expect to be. Something she, like that. And she turns her into Agnes, which gave me another disassembled vibe of how, like, she kept her dead body. She kept Agnes's dead body and disassembled in the house where she was creating her reality with the children, keeping her around. But in under, Westview. But under her control. Yeah. Under her spell, yep. staying in Westview. Now, For sure, she's going to go back and, like, she's going to need something from her. Like, it's very obvious. Like, that's not even being around the bush. Like yeah. you don't keep her alive unless you plan to use her again. Absolutely. Now, I mean, it could even be that like, we know that she's somehow connected to Dr. Strange too. And events of this lead somehow lead into Dr. Strange too, that maybe Dr. Strange goes and finds uh, Agnes and unlocks her. Cause he needs her help to stop whatever it is that Wanda might be doing to get her children back. Right. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's too early. We can't make these kinds of predictions, features. You're killing me. I see in my head, I, I foresee moving forward, Agnes is going to be Wong. Wong to Doctor Strange will be Agnes to Oh, Wong Wanda. to Doctor Agnes to, yeah. to Wanda. All right. Like a like a helpful side powerful sidekick when in need. I don't know if I don't know if she's capable of that yet, but I mean Catherine Hahn would be a fantastic Wong. Let me just yeah. say. Um, now the one of the one other thing that I really wanted out of the show when we got we got half of it. I predicted it though. I said one of two things were going to happen at the end of the show: either Wanda was going to pass out from finishing taking down the hex, and Doctor Strange was going to like show up and swoop her away, or her and Agatha were going to leave. And go to Transia, to the Wondegore Mountains, and Agatha was going to teach her magic. I was half right. You kind of were both. Bo- if you combine those two, then you're fully right. Kind of. Because she, like, that scene, that end credit scene, or post credit, whatever it's called. She's in Transia. She's in Transia. In the she, Wondegore Mountains. And she's doing that same type of studying and learning that we saw Doctor Strange do in his movie. Yep. Where he's outside of his body learning and then his body's just kind of doing like normal yep. everyday things. Here's my thing. I wanted Agnes, not Agatha, Agnes making her tea. That would and, have been and calling her to come inside. And then in the other room we see Scarlet Witch training. That like, would have been pretty good. That 
would have been chef's kiss. <laughs> that would have been if that happened. I actually would have had a seizure. Like I, like my brain, my body, everything would have broken. I would have been like, "Oh my god, I'm a genius!" <laughs> like we 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 have got it though, and I I love, but I do love that we got. I I hope that like it's explained maybe. So I I like I really this is why oh my god I really like your idea now. Doctor Strange finds Agnes. He goes to Westview because he's like, there's been this magic. It's disrupting the multiverse. Finds Agnes, unlocks her, and she's like, "I bet you I know where I can find her." And then you get like she title screen, Transia. Transia, Wondegore Mountains, <laughs> and you're like, "Ugh, it's like, <laughs> so good." I don't think I at this point I don't think Wanda is necessarily on a hero's arc yet. I think she can still go down a darker path, which right. I think she is on, heading down a darker path, and I think what she's trying to figure out. We know, all right, we've said this, I've said this a ton of times. It is, this show has been, we've heard multiple times that this show is tied to the events of Doctor Strange 2. Yes. Titled. Titled The Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So we, there is something with the multiverse coming here. We know that her kids weren't real, but the multiverse allows infinite possibilities to exist. So there could be a universe where her children do exist. And that's what I feel like she is looking for. She's trying to figure out how to find her kids again or how to recreate her kids. And it's going to end up being that the solution is through the multiverse and she essentially opens Pandora's box. It's so interesting that you just said that. Oh my God, my mind is racing right now. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I, for me, this, mo- this show, as I said before, this was Wanda. This was Wanda the villain. I felt like that arc ended, but the most important thing that Agatha said to her was, you're the Scarlet Witch. You are the most dangerous being like, oh my God, what is the line? I don't know what the exact line was. I can't remember right now, but she tells her that like the Scarlet Witch is capable of like literally ruining reality and like ending the world with her power. And so now you have a, 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 Six times she over does even grieving. say that she's stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme himself. Yeah, she does say that. Which, like, while yes, they're different, I feel uh, in, in but their they own both ways. control magic in a sense. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to see how how the MCU's version of those two in comparison play out because we're still seeing Doctor Strange learning his powers, but we also know how strong. Wiccan becomes when he becomes Sorcerer Supreme, like in the right. future. But he also is, he's different because he becomes a demigod. Right. That's very different. And a demigod and is, he has a the demigod innate, is And Wiccan has the, the powers, like it's in his genetics already. Yes. Doctor Strange had to learn all of this. Like yes. he didn't, he wasn't born with the, with sorcerer powers. I mean, look, we say it all the time. Both Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange are extremely OP. Yes. Especially when it's convenient. <laughs> Saying that she's stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme does not make the Sorcerer Supreme not unbelievably strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I hadn't entertained the fact that, like, she, yes, she's learning her powers now, but because she's studying the Darkhold, that could have very dangerous implications. And she could absolutely be the villain because Doctor Strange, 
And she's still dealing with grief. Yeah. And I was about to say, yes. six times over, because now she just lost her vision and, and her, her children. Kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's going to be the villain in the Multiverse of Madness. She might be. There's a really good chance of that. Think No, but think. I want you to think about, like, his battles with her in House of M and on, like, astral plane level and on a magical level. Like, he has a hard time battling her. And actually just has to use reason over magic sometimes to bring her back down. Right. To just talk to her and get her to realize, like, what's going on. Because he's not powerful enough sometimes. That's so interesting. Oh, my God. I don't think that's going to be the case. But it might be. It totally could be. Might be. I keep in my head picturing this boss logic edit of Christian Bale as Mephisto. And thinking that Christian Bale is the villain in Doctor Strange's movie, but he's not. Nah, he's gore. He's, he's going to be gore in Thor. Yeah. And I got I to gotta remember Which is going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. Um, but yeah. Oh, I hadn't even thought about the... I, see, for me, I was like, Wanda's peacefully sipping tea in the Wondagore Mountains in Transia, learning magic. She's vibing. We'll figure it out later. I hadn't thought about the fact that like she could totally be on a dark path right now. You're welcome. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I was like, it's so much peace. When the show ended, I was like, you know what? I'm glad this wasn't the brutal cliffhanger that I thought it was going to be. And I can just like bide some time and make it till next year. Cause no, we... you can't. After talking about oh, it with my... me for an hour, you can't. <laughs> I've ruined you. I'm literally sweating. I broke banners. I'm sweating, guys. I've done it. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so upset right now. The show is so good, Beach. It was so good. You you ready to do your your recap there? Wait, we got one more thing to talk about. Oh it's yeah, about the worst twist of all time. Ralph, Ralph Boner. Bo- Ralph Boner. <laughs> we gotta talk about a couple of things. We'll 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 glaze over these really quickly because we are we're we're well over an hour. Not well over. We're over an hour. Ralph Boner. Brutal. <laughs> the worst, like. The worst Superman curl explanation for like oh he had an enchanted necklace yeah Evan Peters actor just useless what what a joke I love Evan Peters shout out to him I'm so glad he had the opportunity to do this and shout out to us for getting a Quicksilver again because it shows how happy it makes us yeah We, we we love Quicksilvers if there's some way that when the MCU does get mutants and if it's through the multiverse. And it's him, and then we have a Ralph Boner versus Peter moment where he's like, "Who are you? Who are you?" You know, like that'd be hysterical. That might make the payoff totally worth the Boner joke. Otherwise, pfft, flop in my opinion. I was really disappointed with that. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. I, there was. It felt like a cop out. Um. Two more things. One. I almost would reason- prefer that, like, when she took off his necklace it would like he would have just transformed into someone else right like, that's it what would have I been thought, fine with me that's like, what i thought too. rather than like there was no point in having that joke my my biggest thing that i thought i didn't think that he was i didn't think that he was quicksilver from the multiverse i thought that agatha had the ability to see in the multiverse and Catherine hahn has Which the comedy aspect does. right she does but Catherine hahn has the, the comedy aspect i thought to make it funny enough to when she explained herself, be like, 
so I chose the wrong one. Big whoop, you know? You believed it. Like, I thought that would have been a great line. And she'd be like, wrong what of who? And she's like, well, he's from another Earth. And like, boom, multiverse. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. They keep beating around the bush they, for they the do. multiverse. Absolutely. Uh, so number two thing we got to talk about. Uh, Jimmy Woo in episode four is in Westview. Why? Because he was going to check on... Oh, yeah, there was a... Um, yeah, a person in witness yeah, protection. Wit, yeah, Witsack. Yeah, missing he, person from Witsack. Yeah. Who was that? <laughs> that's a good point. Some people are speculating that it's Ralph Boner, and that's actually not his name. And that and that's why he was there. And, and it could be something leading to something else. I don't know. Um, but that never came to fruition. Disappointing as well. And then the third thing is the engineer. This whole buildup of storyline. Which I think was mostly fan-driven. No, because the engineer still has not been revealed Yeah, we still don't us. know who the engineer was. It's obviously Reed. The yeah. engineer is 1,000% Reed Richards. It makes... The, we, the story is set yep. up perfectly that Reed Richards is a astro, an aerospace engineer who works for S.W.O.R.D., who has a space program that's inactive because everyone's afraid of space except for a few some. Reed would be one of the few some, absolutely. They're going to... When we first walk through S.W.O.R.D., Monica and Hayward walk past a spaceship. Yeah. So, like, and it's, it, it just... It, it, it all, all fingers point to Reed, and we just got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we, we had a lot of debate about whether or not Reed would show up. I was adamant that Reed was not going to show up. Um, but I agree with you that at this point, I, I agree with you that it was likely Reed who built that. Yes. And, and it's just like, they talk about this engineer, but then you never see the engineer. And then not only do they not talk, not only do they I, not I wasn't the expecting engineer. to see Reed. I am okay with us not seeing Reed, but so like the I, build up to, I said to you, I would have been okay without seeing Reed. Or none of the Fantastic Four. But the thing is, is that when she saw Goodwin or Goodner, Lieutenant Goodner, and they gave her the rover, she didn't say, sorry, he couldn't be here. Right. They acted as if Goodner was the engineer. Yeah. They just they just blew over. And the only it. reason you, it's like Goodner is like he built it. I think I think she said like he built it according to your specs. Like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or exactly what you asked for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But like... What? She was like, he said he'll be here within the hour in the text. Like, we all thought we were getting an engineer. We thought we were getting somebody, yeah. something. You thought we were going to get Riri Williams. I thought so. We didn't even get Riri. We had nothing. So, on that as well. So, my, those are my three for the for the show. That's fair. You accept those? I accept those three. Okay. Those are my three. And and Agnes not being Agnes in the Wondergore Mountains making her tea. How great would that, <laughs> that have been? That would have been I, how am I not a showrunner for Marvel? Like, what? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. That would have been so much better. Right. But then we wouldn't have your theory for... Doctor Strange, which yeah. I'm, which I'm, we know, I am now Ooh. obsessed with. And which it's we, going but to we know that that's like that they're tied together in one way or another. You don't know what you just did to me, <laughs> and how much time and brain power that's going to consume for the rest of the year <laughs> until and, that, until February 2022. And, it, and 
and it's all going to be on you now. <laughs> I hope you know that. I'll all take right. it. I, I can I can carry that for us. All right, let's do it. Let's do our reviews. Let me go first. Okay, I'm gonna try and cool off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make it brief here. What a great comic book show! What a great show! Forget even the fact that it's based on a comic book or about around superheroes. The characters are so good. If this show does not get nominated for some sort of um, Emmy or like Golden Globes, especially Elizabeth Olsen, like that is a disappointment to me. I didn't even I didn't see the Queen's Gambit, but like in my head, I'm imagining like it's between Elizabeth Olsen and the woman from that show. Well, that was already last year. Oh, was it last yeah, year? Yeah, she she already won. I don't watch award show. Oh, she won. Yeah, that's good for her. So yeah. Elizabeth Olsen can win now. That's yeah. good. Thank, <laughs> Clear thank the way. God. Thank God. Um. I will alter reality if she does not win. <laughs> um, but such brilliant storytelling and each, you know, it just forget the people who complain about the first three episodes. You need those episodes for, for the entire show to work. And they did it so, so well and great, like homage to classic sitcoms that we all know, whether you watch them growing up or just have seen, uh, reruns of them, like we know them. We all have heard of all these shows that we talked about, and it's just so so good. And just the path of grief that we see her go through, um, and it's really like denial, like all the stages of grief. She doesn't get actually get through all of them. I, yeah, she does because she gets to acceptance, so that's at the end, um, sort of. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. Although she seems to be reading the dark old because she doesn't really accept that it's yeah, whatever, all over. Whatever you say. Um, she accepts it. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, it was so good. The there is some little well, getting the introduction to Monica Rambo's superhero form, whether it's yeah. Photon or Spectrum yeah. or whatever it is. Yes. Um great way to bring her in and great way to give her her powers because that's not how she gets her powers in the comics, but it it worked really well for the storytelling that they were going with. And I like, what a great way to start the Disney plus Marvel. I'm going to run. I want to piggyback a statement and, here. What a great way to tie in Maria Rambo's legacy, Monica Rambo and her getting her powers. Yeah. All of those things yes. and create sword. Yeah. All of the above. Um, and it's, you know, hopefully if the, I, I can't imagine that Marvel has set the bar too high for itself for its upcoming shows. I just think that this is just where the bar is at, and it's just going to go up from there. Um, and big ol' thumbs up. I'm really enjoying what they've done so far with the TV shows, with this first TV show. Really looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier because of this. And I have high hopes for what's to come in the MCU. Benners? Thank you, Beezers. <sighs> What to say, what to say. I, I, I am obsessed with this show. I absolutely loved every single second of this show. Um, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate some things that you said. So the, the, th- the, well, the thumbs down moments that I highlighted kind of at the end there, Beach, like, yeah, they were like, they were a little disappointing, but in, in the overall grand scheme of things, they, they don't, they don't bother me that much because I I can sit back and look at what did the show give us? It it gave us closure on Wanda and visions story from phase three. 
it gave us closure on the hex. Who created it? Wanda was the villain. We got the creation of Sword. We got the creation. Uh, we got the resurrection of, of Monica Rambo. To to know that she was snapped and brought back is fantastic, and is going to have an impact on her character moving forward. To get a villain like Hayward, who we didn't get a great payoff with in the end, doesn't matter because it shows. It goes to show that there are people who exist in this world that don't trust superheroes, and going forward, that's going to be a big deal when we're going to get someone coming along who doesn't like mutants like Oliver Trask. If we get a Trask, if we get Sentinels at some point. Um, we got the Darkhold. We got Agatha. I love Catherine Hahn so much. She did such a good job in this role. She was absolutely fantastic. As you said, Elizabeth Olsen, I'm sorry, but if you don't if you don't give Elizabeth Olsen an award just for episode 8 alone, like if the whole show didn't convince you, then you're blind and you're not paying attention. I think it's such a great testament to where comic book movies and shows are at right now and how impactful they are and how they're not just action movies anymore. And yet ha- we've seen that you have to come up with a unique way to tell it. Otherwise you end yeah. up with superhero fatigue. It's just fantastic storytelling. And you know what the funny thing is? The most powerful line of the entire series didn't even come from Elizabeth Olsen. It came from vision and it came from the flashback when he says, but what is grief if not love persevering? I like I have chills every time I read that line. It's such a great line. I, I'm I'm so obsessed with and, and in love with this show. It's a massive, massive thumbs up for me. Um, I I'm so excited for Phase Four and what's to come in Marvel, and I'm so excited for Falcon, for Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. It has nothing to do with this show, but like, I just know that we have a week off. This coming Friday, and then next Friday, I get Falcon Winter yeah. Soldier, which, like, I guess off topic from what we're talking about, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan have some of the best on screen rapport I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you think that's not going to be the funniest, most awesome kick ass show you've ever seen, you're wrong. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. But yeah, I mean, if you've made it this far in this episode and you have not watched WandaVision, there is literally nothing we can do to help you. Seek therapy. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, one, one last thing. One final point. How great was it that Elizabeth Olsen got to fight in sweatpants and a hoodie? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. If I was a superhero, I'd be, I'd be down for that. I also <laughs> I want to give my respect to Elizabeth Olsen for another thing, too. She constantly talked over the years about how she didn't like how Scarlet Witch is portrayed with low-cut tops, a lot of cleavage. She didn't like the idea of having a true Scarlet Witch outfit because it's too revealing, it's too sexualized. And her Scarlet Witch outfit is so far from sexualized and so awesome and amazing and perfect and so, I want to curse her. It's so fudging her. I love it. I'm so happy. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for women. We're recording this after International Women's Day. Shout out women. Love them. Yes. Big fan. Big fan. Especially Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, God. Deep breath. Okay, guys. That wraps up the episode. And it wraps up uh, Wanda and Vision Month for us. It does. So you're like, it's March. It's not Wanda Vision Month anymore. You're right. But this deserved an episode. We got some great comics in there. And we got this. All right. So we're, we're come sacri- at me, bro. So <laughs> it's a, now it is officially, officially justice league month yes um and we cut a week off because who really cares about the snyder cut i'm just kidding but not but not please really don't have the trolls attack us <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but not really 
So the next three weeks will be strictly Justice League. We are doing a Justice League comic next week. We are doing Kingdom Come. Which is one that I've been wanting to read for a while. I think it was early 2000s, late 90s when it came out. I'm very, very excited um, so. to read this. Um, you've said it's great already. I, yeah, I read the first issue. It's really good. The following week, we'll be doing the Snyder Cut, and then we're finishing the month with another Justice League comic. We have not touched DC in like two and a half months. Not since... Wonder Woman. Yeah, since Wonder Woman. Yeah, so we haven't even touched... We haven't done a DC comic in longer than that, because I think we did Star Wars before Wonder Woman. <laughs> we, we had our I break mean, in there. We took a break, yeah. yeah. So here's your break from Marvel... I, I'm sad about it personally because <laughs> I've been having such a great time with everything from New Avengers all the way through. It's been the most fun two months kicking off the new year with you guys with tons of Marvel stuff, WandaVision, Disney+. Plus. We hope you guys enjoyed this. N- again, next week we're doing Kingdom Come, Justice League. Guys, follow us on our social media, Average Joe Comic Show on Facebook, at Average underscore Joe underscore Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Subscribe on whatever platform you listen to us on. If you were interested in continuing this discussion with us, did we miss something? Do you disagree with us about something? Let us know. Please. Yeah. Hit any us, hit us any up. sort of conversation is good conversation. Yeah, hit us up on our social. We'd be happy to defend our points. We are, or hear your point, we, and maybe we'll give up on ours. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. This is one of our longest episodes ever. I have so much gas in the tank that I could keep going for another hour about this show, but we're stopping. Okay. So if you want to talk about it more, like just let us know. Like yeah. We're totally down. How do they find us on social media? Average Joe Comic Show on Facebook at AJCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Thank you. And and don't forget to hit that subpri- subscribe button. Yeah. And don't forget to rate and review. Yeah. That's also important. While you're there, you know, that's usually a good thing to do. All right, Beegers. I think that's everything, right? You got it all. We'll see you next week. Bye.